It's time to discover your home's potential with Chris Kramer, Joel Graber, and Rob Perrettini on Measure Twice. Hey everybody, welcome to 95.3 MNC, Michiana's news channel. This is Measure Twice, where we help you envision your home's potential, sponsored by Hoosier Hardwood and Miller's Building Supply since 1982. And Measure Twice, hosted by Joel Graber of Graber Custom Remodeling and Chris Kramer from C. Kramer Interiors. Uh, I guess I'm your quarterback today, Casey. So uh, (laughs) thank you for joining the program. And no, I'm not Rob. I don't sound like Rob. (laughs) Rob... um, with his his other professional obligations, has unfortunately had to take a step back, guys. And uh, now I will be filling in, trying to fill in, in Rob's shoes, because he's done a really good job for you guys for, for a while now. Well, that's all right. I mean, we had to put him out to pasture, so <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're happy to have you in. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate it, and, uh, and, and thanks for having me. And again, thank you, everybody, who listening to uh, Measure Twice. Now, guys, one of the things that I have noticed, and I heard the, uh, the dreaded S word, over the uh, the weather on the way in, that hey, snow, sleet, it's on that horizon. And then uh, as I was looking at my patio situation <laughs> out my window, I was like, oh my god, what am I going to do to get prepared? First time I've had to really prepare this uh, this patio for the winter, and I bet I'm not the only one who's got to deal with that. No, you're not. I, well. <laughs> Get everything in. Yeah, well, in. I mean, there's, <laughs> the stuff that's going to get buried under snow is not going to yeah. be usable come spring, that's for sure. But, you know, some of the things that I was thinking about is like, okay, so people, sometimes they have the, uh, you know, the wood patios that are out there, and uh, maybe they're treated, maybe they're untreated, maybe they need to be resealed or something like that. People have furniture that's out there, and, um, you know, what about the people who have, like, electronic stuff? You know, does that stuff yeah. have to all be taken down, or is there a way to keep it out there safely or any of that stuff when we got the weather coming that we have? Yeah, you've got your grills out there that have to mm-hmm. be covered and, and weatherproofed. And so, you know, there's all kinds of different oh, yeah. things that need to be done. Like if you have patio furniture, typically the thing to do is to bring it in if you can. If you can't, uh, get a good cover. Mm-hmm. But bring your cushions in, store them in either your basement or your garage. Even, even the cushions that you've talked about with the Krypton? Yes. No, right. no you don't put Krypton outside. Oh. The, the umbrella fabrics are outdoor. Whatever. Okay, umbrella fabrics for outside. You, you just, you, you just want to protect them from in. the extremes in temperature. Okay. So no, no we don't have any of that around here. No. Yeah. No <laughs> yeah, extremes in no, temperature at all. at all. None. <laughs> but as far as deck, usually if I have to, I usually seal mine in the spring. Do you know? Yeah. Well, I don't seal mine at all because. You... <laughs> uh huh. Uh-huh. He's got a nice one. I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> But there's a lot of people who do, though. Right, yeah. You know, and it was funny because I was I was looking at it, the deck that was installed on on my place, and we're we're just renting. It was installed, but it was unsealed and untreated, so it's just like raw wood that's out yeah. there. Mm-hmm. And which I immediately in my head was like, this is going to be a mistake. And of course, <laughs> it's splintering, and it's you right. know, it's dark and it's yucky. And so now we're thinking like, okay, just for the safety of the kids' sake, come spring because we got our our baby got a couple of splinters uh, this last year. Is Okay, do I have time to even attempt to fix this at this point in time? Mm, do those store bought products where you roll it onto the to the porch? <laughs> does that really work? And why do they all have two and three star ratings, guys? Right. Yeah. Well, don't use any. I I would never recommend like you know that the stuff that has like the it's like a heavy paint, uh-huh. almost like an epoxy. Uh-huh. Yeah, that stuff never lasts, especially in our climate with the freeze thaw. That stuff won't. I mean, it won't last. A whole year, usually. Uh, yeah, you're lucky to get a year out of yeah. it. And plus, the, if you ever read the bo- the you know the instructions, mm-hmm. can't be done when it's damp. Can't be over fi- you know. Can't be in direct right. sunlight when you're applying it. So it's like, 
They give themselves every plausible right. deniability to say, uh, no, right. no, yeah. the warranty is not, yeah. Yeah, so if you have a southern deck that gets sunlight all day long and that you're pretty thing much bakes, screwed, yeah. you're pretty, you can't do it in the afternoon, you can't do it in the morning when it's damp, so. <laughs> so why even bother? Because they're expensive. I mean, they're not yeah. cheap. No. no, they're not cheap. I think the cheapest one I saw was like 60 bucks for a tiny little can. Yeah. Uh, it and it works for like about a year. Okay. And then you have to redo it. It starts flaking off and... And then it's just more work. And it's just more no, work. No, your, be- your best bet on a... On a treated deck is like a Thompson's water seal. Okay. I mean, that's that does a really nice job. You apply it once a year if you have to. But like Chris had said before, that's something that you're really, at this point in the year, you want to wait till spring for that because you want to power wash it and then okay, and then seal it. Yeah, we're kind of past that with the temperatures now. Yeah, so. yeah they're dropping quick. And like yeah. I said, the S word got mentioned in the uh, the weather report this yeah. week. So I saw that it's like Wednesday or something. Yeah, I think I'm, so. I'm okay it, with it. They guys. said I'm... it was. Sli- I like the cold, but most people don't like the cold. My wife is like furious and angry. And, <laughs> uh, <laughs> from the desert, she's from Los Angeles. She really hates the snow. Oh my gosh. So what about people who want to go ahead and, and look at this? Let's say they've already done that, or they've missed that window, and they're looking at their patio and like, Ugh. so next year, they're like, okay. Um, do I go ahead and do the cheap route like I've been doing, or do I maybe get a professional in here and get this taken care of the right way? What does that look like? Well, I mean, I, you know, if I guess what you're looking at is, because there's so many different kinds of outdoor spaces. I mean, you know, we're just talking about uh, treated decks right now, but you you get into other types of decking material, whether it's composite or PVC materials. Uh, even aluminum materials for your decking and your railing, uh, patios. Uh, like, well, they could be pavers. They yeah. could be. So it depends on what you're dealing with. Okay. Is aluminum something that you guys would recommend in an environment like this where we get hail? Yes. Yeah. 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 That stuff. I mean, it's it's lightweight, but it holds up really nice. Okay. I mean, you typically you can t- typically install that, and it's a lifetime product. Yeah. You can really you can keep it as long as you want. Wow. What about cost-wise, though? Anybody out there might be on a budget. Is there a material that if they were to get this done, and again, we know that the size of space and everything else is there, right, but right. Um, would some kind of a PVC or aluminum or polymer, you know, if you're looking at costs being a major, major factor, would you steer them towards one of those materials over the other? Um, yeah, well, aluminum is typically uh, one of your more expensive, and it's going to be more labor-intensive. Okay. So that is going to be, that is going to cost a little more. But we're talking about lifetime warranty, too. Right. Uh, really, the PVC decking that that's there for a lifetime too. Correct. Okay. So y- you really don't, uh, and like a, r- a good composite. I mean, what you have like a twenty-five year warranty or at least on that stuff. So on the color. So it's gonna. I mean, any of those. What you're weighing is the cost of the install to the cost of the lifetime of the deck mm-hmm. or your living space, outdoor living space, and I mean over the lifetime. You can you can do a less expensive deck like so so like you were talking about years where it's splintering and whatnot mm-hmm. it might make sense well I mean for you it's it, right now you're running so obviously that would be something where you maybe some deck boards get replaced and, and it gets sealed okay you know if you if you own the home and and you're you want something that's going to last you're going to go with a, a probably a different material right as far as budgetary constraints i mean your least expensive decking is natural it's the natural wood sure. it's a pre-treated lumber and then if you want to upgrade that to the pvcs and the you know the composite materials those are more expensive but require virtually no maintenance 
Right. So the trade-off is going to be every year you have to maintain your yeah. wood deck. Do you like working on the deck or, right. or no? It's right. basically, a, do you want to you know just enjoy your space or do you actually want to be a DIYer type individual <laughs> yeah. and work it that way? Correct. But, I mean, there, there's longevity to a wood deck, too, because, I mean, we had ours for 25 years oh, yeah. before we yeah. had to replace it. Yeah, if you it. take care of it, I guess it's going to last, right. right? Yeah, if you take care of it, you keep it sealed or or stained or whatever it is that you do with it. Don't do what I do. That's that's the that's the big lesson. That's right. Here. Don't do what I do. Is there a material that you would steer? Uh, I'm sorry, not not steer, but is there an advantage or disadvantage to any of the materials that that people will be looking at out there? I, uh, I any think... any common differences that somebody listening to the audience in this environment would go, all right, well maybe I won't go with that just because of that aspect right. of it. Wasn't well, there a difference between PVC and composite? There is. Uh, like a PVC is like a it. Well, it's PVC. It's a solid plastic material, whereas composite is wood and resins and that usually has a pvc type coating okay so you know there's those have come a long way since they were introduced what 10 15 years ago i mean there was there was tons of recalls on those from from the early from the early like the first gens and the second gens on on those things but those i get you know structurally there's some differences between those but I, I, if, if at all possible, I would steer people towards PVC or like one of the t- higher end composite decks. Some of the lower end stuff might move more. Okay. Or might absorb water and yeah, they're. If you don't want a trampoline on the, on right, the back porch, right, it might exactly. not. Yeah. Right. In that case, I mean, if you're going with a, a less expensive or not as nice of a composite deck, you might as well do a, you might as well do a treated deck. Okay. Fair enough. And don't you usually have to let, yeah, I think if you're putting on a treated deck, you have to let it sit for at least six months before you can seal, uh, seal it. it. Yeah. Because uh, it has to, it has to cure. So time right. is of the essence on, you have to plan this out. Right. Right. Yeah. So if, so if you're going to get a professional in there, you got to, you got to actually have this planned out. So well, if, if you do anyway, and that's something that we discuss, have discussed in the past is people are so far out that you better be planning. Right. Yeah. If you want, if you think you can call somebody and have a deck put on tomorrow. Not going to happen. Huh? Not going to happen. They can't hear you when you shake your head sideways. No, <laughs> no this is true. But I do that a lot. Maybe, anyway. maybe we'll live stream you on video here soon. Who knows? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> All right, folks. Again, for uh, Joel Graber from Graber Custom Remodeling and, and Chris Kramer from uh, C. Kramer Interiors, I'm Casey Hendrickson, and you're listening to Measure Twice here on 95.3 MNC. Everybody, thank you for tuning in to Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. This is Measure Twice, where we help you envision your home's potential. Sponsored by Hoosier Hardwood and Miller's Building Supply since 1982. And I got Joel Graber from Graber Custom Remodeling and Chris Kramer from C. Kramer Interiors with me. And uh, guys, we've been talking about your outdoor space, and we've been kind of focusing on the the decking and the patio and the materials involved in that as we come into the winter months, but. What about the people who got those super awesome outdoor spaces where they've got televisions and speakers and really nice uh, patio furniture and things like that? Yeah. Like, how do they deal with that now coming into the cold? Cover it up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's it. Hey, we're show, everyone. Show. You shouldn't have bought a plasma <laughs> TV right. and put it outside. Yeah. That's what we're saying. All right. So no, actually, I do. I mean, I have a client that has an t- outdoor TV, and it basically it's just kind of in, they, they just cover it. And it's enclosed in like a. I don't want to say plastic, but that's not right. But it's an all enclosed, so so it's got an enclosure that's around yeah. it that protects it from the elements, right. that sort of thing. And okay, so they, don't, made, they don't take it down so and it's bring made it in specifically for outside. Made specifically for the exterior. by the manufacturer. Yeah, okay. so it can get rained on, it can get snowed on, but 
they don't bring it in for the uh, for the winter. Okay, most people are probably going to the the big box store and picking up a cheap television and putting it outside. Then I would they assume better bring that. They better in. bring that bad boy in. All right. But I mean, you know, Chris, I mean, when, when you do design work and stuff like that and somebody says, hey, I really want an outdoor living space, you know, I want it to be a retreat and things like that. Okay, that's great for spring and summertime. But then, of course, now we're coming into what we have yes. now. So how do you how do you guys kind of design for that if somebody really does want to occasionally enjoy the space outdoors during the cold? Then they better have a four season room or <laughs> <laughs> there's people who enjoy the ball game in the snow, right? Yeah, yeah. You they want to really they want to really immerse themselves yeah. in the winter classic when the winter classic gets going. I would say that really for the most part, due to our climate, people that pretty much shut down their outdoor space in the um, winter, with maybe the exception of their grill. Okay. Because a lot of grills might uh, are hooked up to natural gas, mm-hmm. so they can use them year round. So the proximity of the your placement of your grill basically um on the patio can make it conducive to to do year round okay so that's about the only thing but even then after they're done they it's covered with a cover now i don't know if anybody else has this problem so i've got a generator right and the first year that it had the snow and i had the cover on it because i'm like i'm gonna take care of this thing it was a big investment and by the time i got to spring that outdoor cover on my generator had turned into a waffle and it was stiff as could be, and I lifted it up, and it started falling apart. And I'm assuming that that is going to be a problem with a lot of people's uh, uh, grill covers and things like that. Is that a common problem, or do we need to be upgrading those things? Upgrade them. You need to buy a better cover. Okay. I've had the, so same the one ex- that came with like the, the ten thousand dollar generator was not good enough. <laughs> Correct. Okay. Correct. Because I've I've had that's the same they, That's where they cut corners on you. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because I ha- I've had covers that I bought for my grill that didn't even last two months because they were being ripped apart in the wind yeah. when it would hit the grill. Um, but I've since found a couple companies that will customize and winter- and they're waterproofed. And so far, so far, so good, huh? So far, so good. So Very good. It, it's gonna. It's like anything else. It's the quality of the product that you're you're using. Okay, ten thousand dollar generator didn't come with a good cover. Got it. <laughs> Just made. <laughs> Yeah, it's the same though with like uh, a really nice outdoor grill, you yeah. know, I mean, they're sending you a cheap cover for right. that. It's like, you spent how much on this grill? And you well, got you're this... paying for the grill, not yeah. not the protection of the grill, yeah. right? Oh, man. But man, you, I mean, those things need to be kept well, who, covered. Who are, the co- who are the companies that you were you found that do that? Uh, that actually, nice a- actually, you know what I did? I just Googled uh, patio covers. Because some manufacturers will supply, like for, if you're buying outdoor furniture, some manufacturers make covers for their furniture, some don't. I happen to buy a outdoor furniture from one of our manufacturers that don't offer covers. So I went online, found this company, um, it sent them the photographs and dimensions of what I was covering, upgraded to the uh, waterproof um, cover, and uh, it was actually very reasonably priced and... Very, they're very heavy. They have okay. cla- they have clips that you can attach to the bottom so that it doesn't blow away. But uh, very heavy, waterproof, and uh, I think they'll be something I'll have for so that's a gonna long last. Time. They'll wow. last, yeah. Because I I right. can't bring my patio furniture in. I have no place to store it. Yeah, that was going to be another question I have is what do you you know what do you do with patio furniture if you've really got no place to put? Because now you know a lot of times people put stuff in the garage in springtime or summer and keep the car outside. Well, a lot of people are taking the car in the garage right. now. So there's no storage space. So what do you, 
or trying to get it in your house and take it down to the basement or whatever. Yeah, I mean, good luck it's, with it's, that. It's a nightmare. Yeah, because nobody nobody ends up you know using their basement for <laughs> other right. purposes. Well, right. You know, you got hey, what am I going to do with this big sofa? You know, so I mean, so basically, if you, like I said earlier, bring your cushions in, mm-hmm. store those in the basement or the garage, and then just get a good cover and cover it, and it'll it it will be protected from the elements. And most outdoor furniture can handle the extremes in temperature without. Cracking, splitting. Warping. Is that why they're so expensive? Because God, I go into I, even the cheap stores. I go in there and the, the outdoor patio furniture. I'm like, why on God's green earth is this footstool seven hundred dollars? It's the material that's made. It's typically probably a resin based. Okay. Um, if it's woven to look like wicker or rattan, it's actually resin. All your framing is aluminum. So and then it's painted and stained to look like actual bamboo or rattan or whatever the the uh, um, set is to resemble. But you're paying for the materials. The raw materials are very expensive. Just because it can deal with the elements. Correct. And survive. Correct. So cushions come inside. Cushions come inside. Non-exterior built electronics come inside. Come inside. Unless, you know, unless they're made for outside. Right. Then they can be left. And then, of course, the spa still stays going all year round. That's right. Oh, you betcha. Yeah. There's nothing better than a hot tub in the snow. Now, what about uh, other <laughs> materials? Because we're kind of talking about decks and things like that and wood and the polymers and things of that nature. But what about people who just got like, you know, concrete or paver or, you know, whether it's stamped concrete or just, you know, poor concrete, whatever it is. It, it, um, most, if it's a stamped concrete, it's usually stained and sealed. Yeah. So it'll have a, a, a sealant on it. Um, and again, that would be to me a springtime after the winter thaw and we get into spring, then you want, may, might need to recoat that. So if somebody's looking at everything that's been happening one of the past you know month or two as they're looking at their patio thinking i really got to do something about this now is really the time if they want a professional to come in and do it that they need to be making those phone calls uh, for next year or yeah, yeah. next year or usually because you said the earlier the better because there's oh, a wait absolutely. list right yeah if oh, you yeah. want to seal oh, yeah. i mean a lot of like people seal the driveways you know typically you want to do that you know august september okay so that way uh it's done it's sealed you protect from the snow ice, salt, um, things of that nature. So we're kind of past that. And I think it's almost too cold now to seal a driveway. Yeah. Our temperature's really door. dropped a lot lately. Right. Yeah. Now, what about um, what about the, the ice melt and the salt and things like that? Considerations that people might have for certain stuff that they're they're using in their backdoor space? Well, or front. Or, or front. Or front. I mean, because if you're buying um, salt for you your driveway. You can right? Yeah. You can do that. It, well, read the label, because there are some that will damage your concrete will eat through the concrete right but it melts the snow so good yeah it, it does. really does <laughs> but then, then in the spring you need a new sidewalk but hey what the heck yeah <laughs> nobody we, slipped we have a couple of guys you can call for that so yeah. <laughs> maybe you should not be making the recommendation to not use that stuff that's all i'm saying <laughs> um all right so so again read the label very important i know a lot of people just you know use the salt because it's the cheapest thing right. in the world but you know those temperatures drop down and then all of a sudden it's it's not working anymore and right. you need to get something a little bit more high power but there might be a trade-off with a potential right. damage to your outdoor space right just make sure it's, it's safe for concrete because that's your number one well that not everything is like it will kill planting some yeah. of the stuff will kill plantings around your patio or whatever too so you have to be careful about that too there again, you're reading your label. Right. Like I said, you can salt your grass, right? Yeah. yeah. That, sh- that should work out real good. Right over the garden. Just put the salt right That's over the right. garden. You know, protect those plants. And that way you have really good tomatoes next year. Yeah. Don't you don't listen to, to me at you all on that. salt them. Yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't like hey, salty that could, tomatoes? That's that right. could be a hybrid. That's right. Hybrid. <laughs> there you go. We're onto something. 
All right, uh, folks, we do appreciate you tuning in again. This is Measure Twice, where we help you envision your home's potential. We've got more coming up with Joel and Chris here on Measure Twice on 95.3 MNC. Everybody, thank you for tuning in. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. This is Measure Twice, where we help you envision your home's potential. I want to thank our sponsors, Hoosier Hardwood and Miller's Building Supply since 1982. And I have uh, Joel and Chris, Joel Graber from Graber Custom Remodeling, and Chris Kramer from C. Kramer Interiors. Guys, we talked about the outdoors a little bit, but now that, uh, hey, the snow's here and we're not really doing construction outside all that much, Unless, of course, it is absolutely necessary if a tree comes down or something like that, which I have experience with. Uh, but if we are inside, and let's say we, oh, I don't know, and I, I, I feel like I have experience with this. No storage in the kitchen! <laughs> so we're in, we're in a place, and the people, a friend of mine bought the house, and then he got it livable. Uh, so we came in, and he did a lot of work on it, and we're very grateful that he was able to do that. But the people before us... Uh, let's just say, guys, they they didn't like spending any money at all, and they thought that they could make their own cabinetry. Oh. <laughs> um, they Ow. watched no YouTube instructional videos on how to do this because, good God, is it bad. But there's, it's not just that the cabinetry is horrible. It's that there's no space. We've got this nice kitchen area, and they did not utilize the space at all. It's so bad. And I'm assuming... That I am not the only one to experience this, considering the age of some of the homes around here, that the space is just not being maximized at all. Yeah, you're 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 right. <laughs> well, so is it is it? Are you saying you have a lot of space and there's just nothing in there's it? There's potential. I mean, there's um, there well, that's really what we're is all a, about yeah, your home's potential. Yeah, there, here, there's Casey, a lot. So. There's a lot of potential, and um, let's see, like half of the underneath cabinets can't even be used. There's not even a door. You can't get to them because then you'd be crawling inside the cabinet to oh, reach geez. whatever the heck you're storing under there. Um, and then all, there's only cabinets on Chris's one side. are getting really there, wide. Dude, when I show you pictures, man, I'm telling you right, you are you're going to be like, no, you're hiring me. And it's not it's not optional. Um, so you you got you know this space, and I'm going to say it's a how it's about ten feet wide from wall to wall, and about that, and maybe a little bit more. Um, but you only have a mini set, you know, just two doors uh, right next to the fridge, and then you have a window, and then you've got uh, another two doors on the other side and then you have what's underneath the sink and then on the other side there was nothing and so they put like a little bar table there so there was at least something there when when we moved in um but there was i mean there was absolutely nothing there before and then there is a large like a pantry area but it's like built into the wall and there's no doors on that so everybody can see all of the pantry food yeah. and things, which drives oh. my wife absolutely bonkers that people can see that um, oh, yeah. And it's just, it, and the thing is, like, when we look at it, we're like, you know, if we bought this place, like, we could do this, we could do that, we could do this, we could do that. And it, it could be a really, really nice kitchen, but right now there's just no storage space at all. And that is something that people can do when it's cold outside, is you can work yeah. on your interior space. Right. So, right. I mean, I'm assuming you guys run into this all the time, especially you, Chris. I mean, it's this being your job of making sure that everybody's maximizing their living space. And then of course, calling Joel and making sure that he gets it built properly to your specifications. Right. Yes. Yes. Fair he's, enough. He's We're doing that right is, now. You're working on a project sometimes. on that right now. Yeah. As a matter of fact, it's a kitchen. Is it a kitchen? Yes. You want to tell us about it? It's a, uh, uh, kitchen. They want to take, knock out the wall and extend it four feet, which is going to require a new roof line. 
Okay. And they're taking out the wall between the living room, or excuse me, dining room and kitchen, opening up the entire space, putting in an island. Um, she does not want upper cabinets on the one wall. She wants it all one win- all windows. Okay. Um, Sounds nice. So that she can bring in the light. Um, they have hardwood floors in there. Now we're going to extend the hardwood. They wanted to go tile, and I talked them out of it since the rest of the house is already hardwood. Okay. Keep, keep the flow. And uh, new countertops put in an island that what didn't exist before because with four additional feet. Four additional feet, and you're taking a wall out. It, it opens space up. It, it, it extremely, it'll be a very functional, have a nice flow to it. Right now, it's kind of small and dark, and then we're also raising the height of the upper cabinets. Well, and I, I think everybody is aware of this. You know, when you really upgrade your kitchen, the value of your home just goes goes way up. Yeah, you'll get your money out. Yeah, yeah. If, you, if you do it properly. And I know that, you know, there's people out there who kind of delay doing that because the cost of a kitchen can get very expensive, but you do get your money back. Right, absolutely. That. Right. And it's one of the few things that you can do where you really will get your money back and you're yeah. almost guaranteed that every time. Yeah. Unless you totally ruin yeah. it by trying to do it yourself and making your own cabinetry. <laughs> yeah, <treatment>. well. <laughs> right. But yeah, I mean, man, you're... Your situation is kind of. I'm telling you right different. now. I, I know what your eyes are going to look like. Your eyes are going to get so big when I show you. Well, my, pictures I, of my kitchen isn't. My kitchen is not as bad as yours. But the gentleman that I bought the house from, he built the whole house and he okay. built his own cabinets. And the faces are awesome. It's it's walnut from a tree that was actually in the backyard. So, so there's a little tie-in yeah, to the property. And it's really and, nice looking wood. I mean, it's. I love walnut anyway. Yeah, walnut's but, a beautiful wood. Yeah. So. It's really that's really nice looking, but you can you I know which cabinet he built first, <laughs> and then I know which one he built last because uh-huh. you, you you get like three in, and he's like, "What did I get myself into? I just got to get these things together." Right, and so I mean it's it's a giant cluster. So I understand what you're dealing with. Now, what about options? Let's say somebody doesn't have the money to do a full kitchen remodel with better cabinetry and a better mm-hmm. layout and a better flow, and you know what what type of of storage options or improvements could they really make? Well, if, if you have a, you know, a situation where you have a, a dated kitchen, you know, cabinets mm-hmm. are, let's say you don't like the color of the cabinets because they're... They're lime green. They're lime green. Right, yeah. So you could have them professionally painted or you can try painting on them yourselves to update. the to update. Uh, you can change the countertop. Yeah. Even, sim- even something as simple as changing the hardware on the cabinetry. Hardware really does upgrade... Oh, yeah, your, the look and feel of your your uh, your kitchen absolutely tremendously. We had we had bought a bunch of really high quality uh, pieces of hardware many many years ago when we lived in another state and we had used it on a house that we bought there and it was amazing the transformation just by adding those it yeah. really was it really updates without a significant investment yeah absolutely well, and, and and you know as far as storage goes especially if you have older cabinets or you know somebody didn't really know what they were doing so you don't have a ton of storage maybe it's just a cap just a bunch of boxes with maybe a shelf in it you can do pull outs in the cabinets mm-hmm. and that actually what that what that does is it sounds like it will cut down on your space because you're adding something else in right there. but what it does is it it helps to organize it so much better and it gives you it, it just it, ma- it actually does maximize your storage space because and that and that also makes as far as ease of use, I mean, it's great, you know, having pullouts, not having to get down and reach in and find something or, I mean, they even make them where it will go into a corner and you can pull it out. And that, so that you're not climbing back into this, you know, three feet into the, the, the abyss is what we call right, it. Yeah. yeah. We've already lost a couple of kids back there. Right. But. Yeah. <laughs> you know, 
which that will happen. You got you got to send the small kid. I mean, he's, right. hey, look, we we need the uh, the two core pot. I mean, go get it. Right. You know, good luck. Here's yeah. a flashlight and yeah. a sword. And a you know, let me let me tie, let me tie a rope around. <laughs> yeah, <here>. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you get the little you get the dollar store glow sticks to light your way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we talked about counters too. Now counters, I see. I find counters to be interesting because the, it seems to me, guys, maybe you've seen this too, that there are. A lot of ways that companies are coming up with for you to not actually tear that counter out of your house, but to resurface it. Yeah, there is that. And it used to be like you had the paint paint roller thing, and you'd put basically like the garage floor stuff right. on your, your countertop and right. you know, kind of improve it that way. You go right over that linoleum that's on there, right? But now we've got these epoxy resin type things that I'm seeing that you can marble it and sprinkle some stuff on there. And there's metallic doohickeys and all of that stuff. It's almost like a a, a resin glaze. Kind of sounds like an epoxy for your garage floor, but they made it for kitchen counters. I think yeah. it's. I know one I'm of sure them. It's it, like I, I swear the the first one that I saw years ago about doing your countertop. It is the exact same thing as as your garage floor stuff. You roll it on. You sprinkle the flex on there. Uh, you know I things don't think like that. So. But this new stuff seems yeah. a bit higher end. It's like a it's like a a resin, and it goes on there, and it's like a metallic, and so you can get like a marble type look to it, if you will. Is marble even still a thing? Do people still do marble, oh, yeah. or is oh, that like gosh, after? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Oh yeah, especially the white Carrera. That's okay. huge. But it has its drawbacks. Well, significant drawbacks, like. <laughs> It's it, very soft. It's very soft, very okay. porous, stains very easily, and it looks beautiful in a kitchen, but be prepared. It's always one of the things with granite, too, is that it was porous, and you had to be very careful with what you did with it, right? Not like marble. Not like marble. Even much worse with marble, huh? Yeah, marble's, marble is very soft, very porous. If you spill wine on your white Carrera marble, and it will etch and bleed through and stain it. Well, good thing you can go out there and get these resin sealants. <laughs> you you bet. Yeah, marble. <laughs> this used to be this. This is a solid marble countertop. You just can't tell. <laughs> so maybe what we'll talk about next, guys, is maybe some of the the design trends uh, with kitchens that we're starting to see. You know, is uh, this stuff that you invested in 10, 15 years ago is that still popular, and will that still get you a return on your investment? We'll talk about that next. Yeah, here on Measure Twice on News Talk ninety five three Michiana's News Channel resin. Worn and weathered with its roof sunk in Hello everybody, thank you for tuning in to News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. This is Measure Twice, where we help you envision your home's potential. Uh, sponsors are Hoosier Harwood and Miller's Building Supply since 1982. And I have Joel Graber from Graber Custom Remodeling and Chris Kramer from C. Kramer Interiors. And I'm your host, Casey. So, guys, I just showed you a video. Yes. of Because you were very curious about this whole resin countertop deal that I just happened to notice that this was, like, trending on YouTube, which means there's more and more people that are going to go out and try this because they don't like their countertops and their kitchens or their right. bathrooms. And, and you guys had some very interesting comments about it besides... Um, Chris dry heaving a couple of times. <laughs> but, so I guess we'll start with Chris. You've recovered now. Are you okay? I mean, I'm yeah. All right. So we'll start with Chris and then we'll go into Joel because Joel had some stuff to say about the structural integrity of the uh, the process and your countertops and everything else. So Chris, you said you were not a fan. No, it looked like a garage floor. I mean, if you can park your car on it, I guess it's strong enough for a kitchen. But <laughs> well, you, you can throw wine on it, and it's not going to stain That's your cheap true. marble. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> cheap marble. Oh, boy. That's oh. anything but cheap. That is true. 
And when I saw the video, when I saw like through what, how many guys were working on that? I think there was two or three guys yeah. working on that one. Yeah. I've seen one where one guy did it, you know, but it, he clearly has been doing this for a long time and made it look very, very easy. So everybody goes out and they buy the stuff right. and then they ruin their floor and they ruin their, their cabinets and everything else trying to do this. So. I noticed everything was wrapped in plastic. Everything. So, yeah, uh, it's not something I would do myself or even attempt to do myself. Just because, yeah, but would you have him do it? No, no. <laughs> it's it's very labor intensive. I, it, there, I mean, and I didn't mean that disrespectfully, Joel. But no, it's, there is. I wouldn't do it for you. I, I would. I think I there's an no. artistry that has to go into that as well. Not saying Joel's not an artist. I'm <laughs> yeah. not saying that at yeah. all. Wow, man, he's oh, just I, nailing you. I know. How do I dig myself out of this one? <laughs> Sorry, uh, but there, there. You don't want a lumberjack in there doing that for you? No. But there is an artistry to get that. To look and flow like a stone or a marble. To make it look nice. To make it look yeah. nice. Like, because you see some of these videos, and you gotta understand, these are the companies that make the product and have the professional right. installers. You go out and you do it, and they're like, oh, you can do this yourself. You go out there and do it. And like, there's, um, to give you guys kind of an idea for those of you listening in the audience, is that you go out there and you just use a roller and you get the base color on, and then you mix up the epoxy and you're now pouring it over the countertop and yes it's supposed to go over the edge and drip because you want it to all match and then you go back with your colors and you artistically drop a little dab here and a little dab and then you got to go through and you got to swirl it just the right way and then you go through the other color and dab dab and by the time you you get done with it i got a feeling that like 98 percent of the uh, the audience if they did it themselves it's gonna look like vomit most likely most likely and i'd probably hit, forget about the drips and i'd have all these little right. driplets right on you know that i have to sand well, off and, later and the thing is is it's like you said though they're using guys that have done this multiple times and the work time that you have on it it you don't have hours and hours no to, no you don't you have a short period of time but that's you, a selling point though joel is that oh this will be done in like two hours yeah it'll be it dry in two hours whether you're ready for it or not <laughs> exactly <laughs> Uh, yeah, I meant to have that giant uh, hill in the center of my <laughs> yeah. kitchen. Yeah, I, I just I meant to have that there. Why? I don't know. Holds bowls, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but you mentioned uh, Joel that there was a structural issue potentially with doing something like that with an epoxy resin countertop. Well, it, and it's not necessarily the resin itself. It's if you feel like your top is at a place where it needs to be replaced, it probably needs to be replaced because that. You're doing that on typically on a Formica top, and the Formica is the the plastic that is put down over top of the chipboard. Mm-hmm. And usually, that chipboard, if if it if the Formica looks like it needs to be replaced, usually the chipboard is not in that good of condition. So, so what you're saying is, if we get to a point where the the style of your countertop is right. no longer desirable. It's right. probably old enough that you need to look at the structural integrity right. of, of exactly. the counter anyway. Exactly. Because that stuff's going to soak up water. It's going to... And so around your sink, it's probably not in good shape. It's just it's just what it is. I mean, that for mica tops are, are a, a good top for the right application, but you also have to understand that there's a certain lifespan for those, and once you've ex- once you've got to that lifespan, you don't want to exceed it. Just do what the pros do: spray it with plastic dip. Yep, <laughs> it'll be quicker, it'll be easier, and uh, you can peel it off when you're done. <laughs> All right. So, but you know, speaking of you know, just the countertops kind of going out of, out of style. You know, 
what what are we looking at design wise in in kitchens right now? You guys are working on this big kitchen project that you're you're talking about, and you know I, I remember when we bought our house in Las Vegas, you know, ten eleven years ago. There was very certain specific things that were in style, and and I think a couple of them have kind of gone out of style. Now we all know that that that's cyclical and that happens. What are some of the current design trends? If you have stainless steel appliances, which seem to be, it seemed like they disappeared for a while, and now they're kind of coming back and and then black was a thing and then then there was like this hybrid black chris, stainless chris thing and black so you'll never get black out of chris okay. however i do like the black stainless but i think that's gone now really uh-huh it was like in and out like that it's very quick it, it kind of it was cool though it did look it did look neat so what are we looking at with with design stuff right now? Like, what are some of the trends that we're seeing in in kitchens and interior design with with that stuff? I guess we're focusing on kitchens today. Stainless is still number one. Okay, and I don't think that'll ever. Go, is that just go because away. it looks cool, or is it the functional aspect of it as well? Or it definitely uh, holds up. It holds up. I mean, it uh, um, has a a cleaner look to it overall. Um, Especially in your your higher end kitchens, you'll see mainly stainless. Okay. Uh, and if you're in your lower end kitchens, you can get a vinyl wrap, and you can wrap your old white appliances to make it look right. stainless. <laughs> or you can get that magnetic paint that they have that you can go ahead and, and I'm sure it'll look fantastic, and there won't be any brush strokes on it at all. Just epoxy that too. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you can tell how I spend my 3 a.m. Uh, evenings and mornings when I'm looking at YouTube. Uh, okay, so stainless is still a thing. What about with cabinetry? I mean, is there any uh, changes in cabinetry? Cabinets are one of those things that really kind of, there's an ebb and flow to them. They kind of go in and out with style, I think. Oh, always. Always. I mean, right now, clean. Clean is, is in. Clean lines. Okay. Simple lines. Um, flat panel door style mm-hmm. as opposed to a raised panel. Okay. Uh, very, that's more popular. I guess more transitional to contemporary. Now, here, here's where the I don't know anything about interior design to me comes out. What the heck is a raised panel? Raised. Raised panel. Um, Is that just where it, there's just a design, a border, or whatever, and it's just not a flat cabinet? So a raised, yeah, so a raised panel door is you've got your styles, which is the the square pieces around, or okay. what, the, the, the frame, frame, the frame, frame okay. if you will. And then your panel will be fit into that, and then it will be raised uh, out. It might have some sort of an OG edge oh, or okay. some, something like it's that. beveled up, gotcha. right. and then... Okay. All right. So the flat panel. I got you. I got just, now. I now flat. I know exactly what yep. you're talking about. Think okay. Shaker. Think mission. Okay. Um, if you want to dress it up to put a beaded detail on the inside, and a beading is just like a rounded, just a small rounded gotcha. um, detail on the flat panel of the door, right? To give it a little bit more traditional look. Okay. Um, but so that white. stuff is going out now. You know, that's in. That's it. Oh, that's, that's in. in. The raised panel is actually out. Raised oh, the raised panel's out. out. Okay. Cathedral. Arches are gone. Um, everything's clean lines. White is still number one as far as the color of the really? cabinetry. It seems like that will always be. Yeah, because it's it, a timeless look. I mean, it, it seems uh, like every time we get away from it, it kind of comes back, right? right? Yeah. And so, and then the countertops, wow, that that's the gambit. I mean, quartz seems to be um, really coming on strong. They've really improved the look of the quartz. They actually have some now that look like white Carrera marble. Yeah. And so for the person that wants that look but doesn't want the maintenance, quartz is perfect. 
Now, do you guys run into people who really just want the real deal? They don't they don't want the imitation just because of whatever. Or do you think that most people are kind of, you know, I, I want what looks nice and is functional. They That's want, the thing. That yes. People want low maintenance. I, you know, our lifestyle is the way it is now. There's not really the time to take care of it, you know, right. so people want well, something we got to check our Facebook and everything else. I mean, it's right. yeah, yeah, exactly. very, very pressing exactly. time. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, that's, there's some pressing issues out there that if, need to be dealt with. If or, I look, if, if I had a dollar for every time I was like, oh man, we get, really got to clean the house and like, we're going to, we're going to get on it today. And then like three hours later, we're just sitting here pounding away on the computer or the tablet or whatever. I'm like, God, I just don't have the time to clean the house. Yeah, <laughs> maybe not hit the candy crush for for two and a half hours. I think you'll be okay. <laughs> Any anything else uh, design wise we're dealing with kitchens, baths, anything like that that uh, people should be aware of? Maybe as we come into the cold months and they're looking at doing some remodeling or or some light well, uh, changes before, inside. Or Chris about uh, what the brushed brass? Oh, brass is huge now. Is it? Oh yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, it is really. Uh, there's a big. And what I'm noticing is there's a big shift away from nickel and brass or nickel and gray mm-hmm. and going with brass and gray. So your gray cabinetry with brass hardware. Is is brass the one that kills germs? What's the what's the material that was used on doorknobs and stuff like that because it naturally kind of kills germs? Is that brass? Copper is antimicrobial. Maybe it's maybe it's copper that I'm thinking of. And just by nature, that's why a copper sink is Practically indestructible, and you don't have to clean it with soap and water. And it looks really cool. Yes, it does. They are cool. But copper is antimicrobial. Okay. I can't think of anything else that wouldn't necessarily be. Okay. So brass fixtures or... Is bronze? And that's why... You know what? Maybe I'm thinking of bronze. You have the uh, oil-rubbed bronze that we use and stuff like that. But that's not... I don't, is that an antimicrobial? I I don't know. I don't know that it is. Eh, we'll, well, we'll look it up and not tell you about it later. How about yep. that? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oil rub bronze is, uh, uh, there's two types of oil rub bronze. There's the treated oil rub bronze. It will always look the same. And there's also what they call a living finish on oil rub bronze. And a living finish means that it's going to patina as you use it. So your doorknobs. You'll the, wear some of that off. You'll wear it off. Okay. And the kind of that coppery color, will, you'll see more of that coming through the, the bronze. And there are people who really love that. There are people that really love it, and there are people that don't yeah, don't like want it so much. It. They want to keep it consistent for life. There you go. All right, guys. Any final thoughts before we bounce out of here? <laughs> Just keep coming back. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> keep listening. All right. Hey, we want to thank everybody for joining us today here on Measure Twice. Again, where we help you envision your home's potential. We want to thank our sponsors, Hoosier Hardwood and Miller's Building Supply since 1982. And again, for Joel Graber with Graber Custom Remodeling and Chris Kramer from C. Kramer Interiors, I'm your host, Casey Hendrickson. We'll catch you next week on Measure Twice. Thanks for listening to Measure Twice. If you have questions for Chris, Joel, or Rob, email them to questions at mtwiceshow.com. And listen again next week on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.